I'm Paul Taylor. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. Just before we get into it, if you're listening to this when it's just been released, it is just before Christmas. And if you're struggling to think of a present for someone, what better present than a book that covers everything that we need to do to survive and thrive in the modern world in terms of our physical and mental health and also goes into the science of behavior change and a proven model to make stuff actually happen and stick. I am, of course, talking about my new book, Death by Comfort, which is now for sale in all good bookstores. And if you live in Australia, sorry, this is just for the Australians, um, you can jump onto my website, mindbodybrain.com.au, and you can order the book on the website, and I will actually sign the copy and send it out to you. Um, if you're overseas, it's just too much hassle with having to fill in customs forms and all of that stuff. So just don't jump onto Amazon or Booktopia or something like that. So now let's get on to the podcast. Now, if you are unfortunate enough to have rheumatoid arthritis or to know somebody with rheumatoid arthritis, you'll know that it's a pretty horrible disease. And if so, you'll also be interested in today's episode, as I'm going to be talking about the latest breakthrough research by PhD candidate Megan Criswell and her team. However, before we dive into that, let's first discuss what rheumatoid arthritis is. Now, according to the CDC in the United States, um, rheumatoid arthritis, or RA as it's known, is an autoimmune inflammatory disorder. Um, it occurs basically when your immune system mistakenly attacks healthy cells in your body, causing um, painful inflammation and swelling uh, in the affected areas. Now, RA usually attacks many joints at once, and particularly in the hands, wrists, and knees. And a joint with RA has got inflamed lining of the joint, causing impaired um, appearance and strength, and may result in permanent uh, chronic pain, uh, as well as a lack of balance if it's in the knees. And, and deformation of the joint. Um, so rheumatoid arthritis, um, it does affect many other body parts as well, causing issues in uh, organs such as the lungs, the heart and the eye. So it's not just about the, the, the actual joints. Now, um, recent global statistics on rheumatoid arthritis show that it affects about 1% of the world's population. It's pretty significant. That means annually there's about 40 new cases diagnosed for every 100,000 people. Uh, and while it's mainly prevalent in adults aged 30 to 50 years plus, it can also affect children um, and, and those who are older. Now, because the specific causes of it remain unknown, it's been an area of study and research for many, many years. And back in 2012, um, one research team found that um, rheumatoid arthritis antibodies develop at sites such as the mouth, the lung and the intestines for up to 10 years before joint pain and other symptoms can show. However, it's still unclear why those antibodies would appear in those areas and what could have triggered them. And this is the field that Megan Cresswell uh, and her research team wanted to investigate. Now, specifically, um, um, her research question was really about whether bacteria in the microbiome, um, which I've talked about before, that microorganism community in your intestines, whether that is the triggering factor of the immune response that led 
or leads to rheumatoid arthritis. So the team hypothesized that these bacteria could activate antibody formation since the antibodies causing rheumatoid arthritis often coexist at the same places as our microorganisms. So though these antibodies were created to combat germs, um, the researchers reason, re, uh, they reason that, that, that rheumatoid arthritis happens when they spread outside of the intestines and then start to target the joints. So to work out whether this was the triggering culprit, um, what her team did was they first identified um, intestinal bacteria targeted by the antibodies, So, um, which is pretty clever, actually. They exposed a subset of individuals who are at risk of rheumatoid arthritis to these antibodies, which allowed them to extract only the bacterial species that responded and bound to the antibodies. And after the experiment, they found one previously unknown species of bacteria. And this new species was present in the intestine of about 20% of participants who either had rheumatoid arthritis or the disease-causing antibodies in, um, in their bodies. And, and so they knew they were onto something. So they then um, they suggested naming this new species, and this is a bit of a mouthful, uh, subdolygranulum didoligeskia, or didoligeski. Um, and ligeski means arthritis or rheumatism in Cherokee. Uh, because Megan Criswell is a member of the Cherokee Nation um, of Oklahoma. So the name was basically a nod to all of the indigenous scholars who'd made contributions to science, but also because rheumatoid arthritis affects 12.1% of the indigenous population, meaning that they are at a significantly higher risk of developing the disease than other communities for reasons that we don't know. Um, now, there are other factors that can increase a person's risk of rheumatoid arthritis, regardless of what population they're in. Um, so one factor is age. Um, and, be, and though it can become or can start at any age, the likelihood of the developing the disease does increase with age. So that's especially true um, for adults in their 60s, because they tend to have the highest incidence of, of onset of rheumatoid arthritis. Another factor is sex. Uh, and we know that it's two to three times higher in women than men, and especially in women who have never given birth. And when it comes to genetics, um, rheumatoid arthritis is more prone to occur in individuals who were born with genes called human leukocyte antigen class 2 genotypes, which is, again, a bit of a mouthful, but that's known to exacerbate arthritis. So there is that genetic risk for it. Now, when people with these genes are exposed to environmental variabilities um, or, or factors such as smoking or being overweight, then their risk of developing rheumatoid arthritis maximizes, right? So there's that interaction between genetic risk and the environment. So let's now get back to um, Chris Wells' research. The team noted that this bacteria, I'm just going to shorten its name, Didoleschi, um, has not previously been detected in the feces of healthy people. And the prevalence of these bacteria in the general population is still unknown because obviously it's new, right? Now, they also discovered that T cells, which handle the body's inflammatory reactions, tend to be activated in rheumatoid arthritis patients um, by these bacteria. 
So all of these results um, pointed to the idea that this bacteria prompts the immune systems of people with rheumatoid arthritis, but their immune system, instead of attacking the germs, um, actually attacks the joints. And you and that's that's classic of an autoimmune condition. Now, usually many immune responses in the intestines are self-contained within the intestines and do not spread to other areas of the body. However, the researchers hypothesized that this very potent intestinal immune response to the newly discovered bacteria would enable the antibodies to actually get through the intestinal firewall and spread to the joint. So, so in our intestine, we, we have this, um, let's call it a firewall between the intestine and the rest of the body. So, so that is the, this, this basically this wall between the internal world and the external world um, that goes through, that travels through your gastrointestinal system. And I've mentioned that before. So in order to verify this hypothesis, what they did is they fed the bacteria to mice and they observed them to see how they responded. And critically, they found that the mice developed joint swelling and antibodies that attacked their joints within 14 days. Boom. They knew that they were absolutely onto something. So the next goal for Chriswell's research team is to determine the prevalence of this bacteria in the general population and then investigate whether having these bacteria in the gut can increase the risk of developing rheumatoid arthritis in humans, which seems obvious, but they've got to nail that. Now, however, there are still a few hurdles to clear when it comes to developing then a new treatment for rheumatoid arthritis because the team noted that antibiotics may not likely be an effective treatment for for the um, rheumatoid arthritis patient's microbiome because they remove both beneficial and dangerous bacteria from the gut in one swoop. And once the immune system has begun fighting the joints, they're unsure as to whether getting rid of the bacteria will automatically stop it. Now that said, this is a pretty huge step forward in our understanding of rheumatoid arthritis and hopefully to start to develop better treatments um, for it and ultimately to prevent the disease from occurring. So that is it for this week. I will catch you next time. If you enjoyed today's episode and you think somebody else might benefit from it, uh, just share the episode with them. The other thing you can do to support the podcast is leave us a review because they really help. Catch you next time.